2: Hello friends, welcome to Avatar The Last Airbender, the extended edition, I'm Ez. And I'm Lottie. And for some of you, this will be welcome back.
0: But if you're new here, we are husband and wife that run two fandom podcasts together. Shell Cottage Radio, a Cozy Potter podcast, which is a Harry Potter podcast only.
2: And the extended edition where we bounce from fandom to fandom, but often linger in a galaxy far, far away.
0: And our current obsession is the Avatar The Last Airbender show on Netflix.
2: And today we are here to break down episode two, Warrior, and episode three, Amashu. For each episode, we'll give you a quick summary of the events and then share our raw first impressions and thoughts Lottie will start us off with a summary for Episode 2, Warrior.
0: Here we go. In Episode 2, the story intensifies as Prince Zuko, in a fit of rage over losing vital information on the Avatar, seeks guidance from Iroh. Their quest leads them to a Fire Nation port to discreetly gather intelligence. However, this tips off Commander Zhao about the Avatar's potential whereabouts. Meanwhile, Aang's motivation to master his powers leads the group to Kiyoshi Island. There he hopes to connect with Avatar Kiyoshi's spirit for guidance. Despite initial resistance from the Kiyoshi warriors and the island's mayor, the group is allowed a brief stay during which Sokka begins training and forming a bond with Suki, the mayor's daughter. The narrative deepens as Aang seeks wisdom from Kiyoshi, entering a spiritual state while Zuko and Zhao race to capture him. The episode reaches a climax with Zhao's forces attacking Kyoshi Island, leading to a fierce battle between the Fire Nation soldiers and the Kyoshi warriors. Suki and her people fight bravely, but they seem outnumbered. Then Aang channels Kiyoshi's power and turns the tide, showcasing the profound legacy and strength of the Avatar. The episode concludes with Team Avatar departing for the Northern Water Tribe, hinting at future challenges and the continuous threat from not just Zuko, but also Commander Zhao, who now secretly reports the Avatar's return to Fire Lord Ozai. This episode beautifully blends action, character development, and the thematic essence of legacy and responsibility.
2: Kyoshi, Yoshi, <laughs> Kyoshi. I mean, wow.
0: That's a way to describe it.
2: Let me tell you, let me tell you something right now. Um, if you watched episode one and didn't go to episode two, you have a problem. So <laughs> people who, who like clicked off the show, like, all right, all right. Yeah. episode two brings it all, brings it all. I was like, I had chills the whole time. Yes. I had chills the whole time. Me too. Right. I literally could not just as my, I'm going to give you my, my raw reaction. Yes, on please. This, was I, 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 love Sokka. I'm, I'm in love with Suki. Yes. As everyone is. Yes. And I was like, you guys. I'm the whole time rooted, like, like <laughs> let's go. And I'm just his goofiness. And then she's so sweet and also, you know, epic at the yeah. same time. Yeah. This whole village is really cool. And then you get the idea of the Avatar meets the Avatar, right? And Avatar State is just like the, the takeover <laughs> happens. It's just a mind blowing, jam packed episode. Yeah. And that th- that's I'm th- you would think. My main points are none of the things I just mentioned actually. I have something <laughs> else that I want to that I want to talk about later on yes. when we get into that, but I mean, so that shows you how much is is in this, right? I can hit, we yeah. can hit all the big major things and there's tons of subtle stuff yes. underneath that was like what? It's the small details that are adding so much value to mm-hmm. the show. That the attention to detail is just taking yeah. it to another level.
0: Yeah, to me it's mind-blowing how they pace the episodes really well i know they have to cram in a lot of stuff into only eight episodes we all know that and that's what i appreciate so much that they do take their time for little things that they can get in and little wisdoms uh, a lot of emotions and uh yes suki and saka are cute to me but what for me makes this episode just epic is that they brought kiyoshi yeah to fight for her village and show Aang the raw power of the Avatar. That was so... I mean, a goosebump moment for mm-hmm, me. Mm-hmm. The music hits, and it's just this raw, fierce warrior who... She's not right about everything. She she tries mm-hmm. to give Aang her best advice, what probably led her through her time of, yeah. of, yeah, of yeah. being the Avatar. And she said, I think what's so great is she goes down first she speaks of, to ang from up here right she's way taller mm-hmm. than him uh he's just this little kid yeah and she kind of reprimands him a little bit well it's about time yeah Aang, yeah you know
2: where you been buddy
0: yeah right but then later she goes down on her knees to meet him eye to eye and like to go down on his yep. um, level, level mm-hmm. and tell to, to tell him i have once been like you Mm -hmm. And that tells you, I mean, that made me go like, I want to read her book so bad now. Because for some reason, even though they portray her as this stiff and and a little bit, not angry, but like, oh, you just got to
2: Yeah, intense and and, and, and aggressive. Yeah,
0: yeah, aggressive warrior. Something about her character now is so intriguing to me. And I I just love Kiyoshi and the epicness of her just showing up and... Showing off her raw power was yeah, uh, with awesome. paired with the music. Oh, the music Kiyoshi's was so music good! Oh my god, so you guys. awesome! Yeah,
2: yeah. Every time, every time it hit, <laughs> it was just sort of like a goosebumps moment. And I think like you really had to in episode two, bring that type of action and energy, right? I think you really needed to do that, and they definitely did it. It's it's sort of like. It's the sequel to Episode One, and it has to be that good. So right, right, yeah, right. Oh yeah, perfect. You got the background all yes. squared right <laughs> there. So, yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah. Just our initial reactions are it was it was awesome, and I think you now we're going to get to things. I think you have on your your outline things mm-hmm. we like, things we don't like. Right? We're going to be talking about those mm-hmm. uh, you know things here, and so I just want to go ahead and say out front that uh, things I don't like, there was nothing. Wow, there was nothing. Yeah. And, and people would say like, "Oh, you're going to be able to find something. <laughs> you're going to be a critic." Yeah. I'm sorry, I'm not. I'm not. I just love it. And I'm, I'm I was easily entertained. Um, but at the same time, I started digging for and looking for the good in these mm-hmm. little attention to detail moments. And mm-hmm. there's a ton of them. Yes, there are a ton of them. And I, I. this is only again, we watched it last night. And so haven't even had a ton of time to really process it. Mm-hmm. But we found a few things. I found a few things that I kind of want to bring to your attention at some point and let you guys go back and I guess look for s- some more of these smaller things yeah. that magnify and take this To just a whole new level.
0: Yes. Yeah, it's hard to find. Honestly, uh, yesterday I had to refrain from reading too many comments on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Because I saw some people posting about it. And they're like, oh, I'm not sure if I should watch the show. Because I think (laughs) the fandom is scarred by the movie and again they you know back in the day when they produced the movie they probably tried to do the best they could with sure with back in the day whatever they had the technology wasn't as uh, advanced as ours now but right um it didn't end up being a great product for, for the fandom mm-hmm, and that's mm-hmm. why everyone's like oh i'm not sure if i should watch it yeah and then i made the mistake to read some comments underneath that post and um i was just of the impression this show is so freaking good yeah yeah how can i mean everyone's gonna love it right and then yeah. i see some comments like oh it's all right the writing is a little man and then i felt like is it just me who's just so like you said easily entertained and no. just a fangirl <laughs> yeah. um and should i find something to criticize but it's not that would be less authentic to me because yeah. i am just so happy with the show I and, and you i should just want to talk about What's great about it? Sorry.
2: <laughs> yeah, for sure. You know, I, th- I often think people who are critical they want to put out like a really loud oh, voice against certain things that they that they don't like. And I always want to encourage folks that yep. if you <clears throat> like something, feel free to speak just as right. loudly as those people.
0: Yeah, and you are allowed to not like it Absolutely. for sure. It's just. For how sure. you it's per- just that perceive the, it yeah.
2: yeah it's just that the positive comments sometimes get drowned out by a lot of the criticism mm-hmm. and and it seems to really trump some of those positive things and so i just mm-hmm. say speak loudly both yeah. sides it's fine just make sure both are loud right yeah. turn them both up and and, and all will be fair yes. because i think there's a lot more people who are going to be saying good things about this and they are going to be saying mm-hmm. you know critical uh, yeah. bad things about it i have literally nothing to criticize in the first two episodes yes like not a dagger Same, thing. actually
0: the first two were i have a. one fantastic. thing i have one yeah. thing
2: in episode three which i which mm-hmm. i would bring up you know so like okay you can say as broad as one critical moment yeah but I really had nothing that I that I didn't I was just Mm -hmm. actually floored and blown away by this episode so yeah yeah um that's that's the bad for me and then I'm ready to get into a plethora of good if you want
0: yes do you want to start us off with uh your good moments
2: I do because yeah it'll take us back to the beginning of the episode which is um Katara is talking about they've just processed Aang in the avatar state Mm-hmm. right and and they're back um at his temple and do you remember that that's like yes. the very because we get caught up in all the kiyoshi island stuff and it's yeah. like that no they
0: they are still at the air temple right at the beginning of the episode yep mm-hmm. yeah
2: and so that was a really it, for me a small moment but the way that they did grand grand and the scroll yes and the passing things on protecting family
0: oh that was beautiful yeah
2: subtle and Grand Grand has the wisdom to not draw any attention to it, but just mm-hmm. to pass it on. She will find it and she has faith. Yeah. And she knows that she is going on this quest in this journey. It was just an extra mm-hmm. little nod to her wisdom. And, you know, I thought that was really. Yeah. I like I neat.
0: like this change a lot because originally she got the scroll from a market from pirates. Mm hmm. Uh in, in the animated show. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I like this change that it was Grand Grand who kept this knowledge all this this whole time for and her granddaughter. Protecting yeah. her. Yes. Protecting
2: her by keeping it, right? And then yeah.
0: But mm-hmm. now she knows she can't really protect her anymore. She no. has to let her go out in the world. Yeah. She
2: knows it is time. It is time, yeah. <laughs> it is time. That's I love when there's those moments, right? In, in in shows or in great fantasy uh stories and arcs where it is yeah. time. It is time for the hero to rise and to answer the call. So, yeah. And she actually says, so what good is saving Wolf Cove if we don't save the world? And I was yeah. like, let's go. She's locked in. And that's where Sokka is is sort of bound to his role yeah. as a protector of his village. So she starts off by saying, what good is saving Wolf Cove if we don't save the world? Yep. Later on, Saka will stumble through his words with Suki when she's like, well, aren't you? You said you're guarding your village. How are you yeah. guarding your village if you're not? if you're not there right so these are the little tiny good writing details where at the beginning of the episode Katara talks about that yeah. and then he actually will turn he starts to kind of stumble through his response well I'm actually you know kind of I'm saving the world how does it go Katara um, we're saving right. the world but by, <laughs> that's great yeah but by saving the world I'm sa- I'm protecting the village <laughs> he's like stumbling through that thought so yeah
0: and that theme continues through Suki's mother who's overprotective over her village, which is just a little village. Yes. And it opens the eyes to uh, Suki, who's believed what her mother says. We have to protect ourselves, right? We have to survive. Uh, But then here's Sokka and Katara, who left their village. Uh But they say there's something greater out there. We have to go into the world to protect the world and Mm -hmm. therefore protect our village
2: and sometimes it's not always just protecting your local community, right? Yeah. And it's understanding how your yeah. yeah, your local community reacts and interacts with all the other communities. Yeah. And that's what I love about these stories is it gets you out your door, out on the road and and on this yeah. great quest where you meet other people yeah, and you, you learn get, those things. you
0: got to get out of your comfort zone, that's for sure, yeah.
2: Yeah. So, now another little small thing. I'm just going to go through my full list yes, and kind of go through. Okay. So, another full, uh, I just thought this was cool. So, Momo looks like Momo.
0: And, oh and i have him looks on, like a
2: soccer uh, <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, <laughs> oh you mean that moment i was gonna yeah. i was just gonna chime in and say yes momo is so cute yeah they made him so cute i you know i sometimes i think momo is a little annoying in the <laughs> I know. animated show right <laughs> but this Momo is just an adorable monkey cat flying
2: thing ball of fire whatever it was so yeah. cute so, yeah, so cute. thanks
0: for making Momo so adorable.
2: And he, yeah, I just love that he looks like a Momo <laughs> yeah. and Sokka looks like, like a Sokka. Sokka. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. Yeah. And it is, this is a callback. to kind of true. Animated. Yeah. You know, yeah. if you're laughing about it, yeah. it's that playful kind of, you know, just a uh, childlike moment that they have. Yeah. on Appa. It's great. So now, okay, let's get into it here. Mm-hmm. You ready? You ready to mm-hmm. get into this? So, um, uncle Iroh, my favorite character, I'll say it. It is hard to say. It is hard to have a favorite character in this, but I mm-hmm. definitely have one. And So he wants, at the beginning of this, when they go to Commander Zhao's outpost, when they first show up, he wants Zuko to kind of learn how to get what you want without divulging your true intention. Mm -hmm. He says that, Mm -hmm. right? Learn how to get what you want and don't divulge your true intention. So he does that so well. He, He doesn't just say that to Zuko. He then, if you watch him, mm-hmm. once they get to the outpost, he does this perfectly. He I'm demonstrates gonna, gonna, it to he, Zuko. Straight up. So, um, who does Uncle Iroh seek out first? And I think we talked about this, and I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna go ahead and just tell everybody. The first person that he seeks out when he gets to the outpost is a food vendor. Yeah. Now, that might not seem significant at first, but ultimately this food vendor becomes the eyes and ears for them in this city so Iroh is having a master moment yeah. in such a subtle way he doesn't yeah. overlook the importance of making making a connection with the local food vendor um, and I just was like did anybody else notice that because it happens here mm-hmm. you you move away from this connection over food and he's talking to him and he's he's interested in in, in that and right. and he just makes a local connection yeah. then they move on and then they need intel later on right. when Zhao's ship is gone And who pops up and bumps into them and just like, well, here's what's up. Here's what happened. I heard this. And he just laid the groundwork to kind of, you know, he didn't want, he didn't want to say, Hey, I need you to go out and be a spy and be my ears and eyes. And it was, it might be more coincidence that he bumps into him, but I just was sort of like, yeah. Okay. You see the value and sort of you cast a net. Iro cast a net of Mm -hmm. kindness and empathy and connection and relationships and local food vendors. Yeah. And then those people, that relationship that you build there comes back later on. To help you we're, out, right? That's pretty cool. So I just thought it was we're cool, very subtle and but really cool. It's it's like, uh, so it, it happens fast. It's his mm. nod to his wisdom, and and his wisdom is follow your gut. <laughs> sticky, rice. <laughs> sticky rice, sticky right? rice, sticky We need
0: sticky rice.
2: Yeah. So thought <laughs> that, that was cool. Um, okay. Another another thing that I really liked. Uh, we're getting we're we're going towards the island, and uh, Sokka for me is is funny. There's just there's just one or two line. It, it's nothing over the top. His humor is not over the top. But mm-hmm. what does he call? Avatar Kyoshi. He calls her oh, a yeah. giant, scary lady. Oh, yeah. That's so, she, such a stock
0: line. She is. She's a giant, <laughs> yeah. scary. she is super
2: scary. <laughs> yeah. And her intensity is just, is nuts. And then all of her warriors, the Kyoshi warriors are, they're not just warriors, they're Kyoshi warriors. Yep. It's a different level. Yeah. So I love it. Um, to go on, a couple more uh, quotes that's kind of want to pull up that I thought were, were interesting. Ang says, um, when he's talking to them, he says that uh, where I am from, people help each other. Yeah. And you're going to see throughout all this thing, this 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 theme of helping one another. And Iroh is a part of that in a mystical way. We're not going to talk about yet, but he is also has been and is going to continue to be doing that. And just to see Aang wanting to help these people, mm-hmm. you know, uh, like help me, I will help you. And it's just bringing back this world where we were kinder and right. where we were happier and we helped yeah. one another. And it's something that he misses. So, yes. Yeah. But, yeah.
0: We heard. uh who said it i don't remember we don't really see other people anymore oh that's i think when ang pops into wolf cove and they are all like we've never seen a you know another bender from another nation or another Mm -hmm. other people before right right uh we just normally nowadays we all stay with our own kind
2: yeah 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 it just the the importance of getting out there and seeing other people yeah um something i know you probably have this in your notes too but suki is you know she talks about Multiple times throughout the episode, she talks about the world coming to her now. Yeah. She wanted, she was afraid to go out and didn't have the courage, maybe to go out into the world and she wanted to stay here and protect her family, her village. Um, but now the world has come to her. And so that was mm. a gift. She saw that and she was, um, she had gratitude because this gift yeah. came to her. Right. And even though she didn't go to it, and it will encourage her to kind of, you know, just, I don't know, go out later into the world. So, yeah. Uh, another thing. So before I turn this back over, mm. I, Two actually two more points. Two more points that I kinda want to make. Yeah. So Ang is meditating. Hear me out on this. He's meditating in front of the Kyoshi shrine. Right? Remember this moment? Mm-hmm. Right right as he's going in. Yep. So he's he's doing he's doing the power up. He's meditating. He's struggling. Yep. He's actually struggling to do it. He yeah. is hearing all sorts of different things. He hears many things. Um his own doubts, his own mm-hmm. fears, mm-hmm. the fears of others, and more. But the memory or the thought that literally helps him connect to Avatar Kiyoshi is his old master Gyatso. And this is a small detail. This is what I'm kind of talking about here. The small details that make this show so good. So the memory of Gyatso's words and his teachings give Aang the peace that he needs to connect to Kiyoshi. It's a very small thing. But if you listen to him as he's meditating, you see the anguish on his face and then all of a sudden that anguish starts to melt away. He goes Mm -hmm, into mm -hmm. calm. Why? Because his master is still influencing him. He is still passing on. Like he still has an impact a hundred years later. Gyatso's impact is, is still there. He is still helping and saving the world because his teachings have echoed through time. Yeah, it's so awesome. It is, And it's a small, small detail, but it matters. And that's good writing when you pay attention to those sort of things of what takes him into that meditative state and gets right. him prepared to yep. meet Kiyoshi. Right. So, and it's and that that master also is the one who's constantly reminding him to be him. Right. Yes, you have. Yes, you have your, to know who you are. Know who you are. You yeah. are the avatar for sure, but you are individual and separate from the other avatars. So I just thought it was like so freaking good, so good. Yeah. You know. Okay. Now, next point, final point, and I'll turn it back over to you, Uncle Iro. Uh, something that he says, I think is interesting when I think it's, uh, yeah. Zuko is saying, he says he's so close. He is, Mm -hmm. he's upset because he's been gone for three years. He's so close. Uh, it's this line where uncle Iroh says sometimes hope can be a cruel thing. Yeah. Sometimes hope can be a cruel thing. Yeah. Uh, the avatar is here and Zuko has a chance to go home so why does uncle Iroh say this or why does he bring this up essentially what he is saying is that hope can be a paradox yes it is an essential and powerful aspect of the human spirit hope can provide an immense strength and resilience to us yeah. right uh, but it can also lead to deep emotional pain and suffering when it is misplaced right when it's unrealistic or when it's unfulfilled mm-hmm. so uncle Iroh is trying to help Zuko recognize and understand yeah. that there's a dual nature to hope it is yeah right and so you got to find the balance between um optimism and realism right and that's what he's trying to do because it's such it took took me a second to think Mm -hmm. how is hope how can it be a cruel thing i mean you you kind Mm -hmm. of you kind of get it um but then i needed to process it more to see yeah okay this is this is something that and we're not even so sure this is a good thing to hope for
0: right yeah you have a father who promises you everything will be okay once you have the avatar right and this is what we call false hope it's he's fueling false hope in his son because he's using him for his own gains yeah yeah yeah
2: Yeah, i mean really this this whole quest is just a sharpening of a tool right he wants to to send him he wasn't um he felt like that compassion and kindness that he showed during their duel uh needed to sort of be worked out and he to be worked out of him and he almost here's oh boy if it weren't for uncle iroh yeah. I think the Fire Lord would have been successful, maybe. Yeah. That'll say something oh, yeah. about your mentors and the people that you have around you, your circle. Even if it's small, mm-hmm. it's Uncle Iroh who saw the need to go with him, yeah. right? To make sure that he still oh, uh, yeah. saw his true value and his worth and that he didn't yeah. become this tool for his father.
0: Oh, this whole story, Uncle Iroh, how he joins his crew and his crew oh, the story about his crew too that is gonna be revealed in uh, I think the next episode. Yeah, yeah but perhaps, we'll yeah. talk about it. Yeah. It's huge. And it's a great like you said, uh the, the mentioning of hope of Uncle Iroh is a great contrast to earlier Katara mentioning hope as something we all need. Yeah. Right. Yes, when sure. they leave the um the water tribe, when yeah. they leave their home, uh, because now the Avatar is back and he represents hope to her. Right, right, and right. They need that,
2: and there's this. That's why you know again, yeah. the wisdom is that there's this dual, there's this other side of yeah. hope that if that it can be, we think it, we think it as something that's that's always good, mm-hmm. but it can have this cruel side to it. So you're right, good right. to bring up, um, you know. Katara, yeah. there in that, in that, in her hopeful moments. Okay. Right. So I'll turn it back over to you. Your thoughts just in things your, things that you liked. And they have a yeah. whole list of things. Oh, there. no.
0: I I am going to keep short because you mentioned so many good things about this episode. I, I kind of chimed in while yeah. we were going. So uh, I just want to go back to the beginning also and take a moment. You mentioned Gyatso and your thoughts. And I just yeah. wanted to, I mean, uh, quote you real quick. You said something of the sort. Uh, why? How does this? He said, how does this freaking show hit every freaking emotion? Yeah, I, yeah. And yeah. it's, I think we haven't had an episode where we weren't at least a little bit teary-eyed. Yeah. Uh, and right at the beginning of this episode is Aang, who, right before they start their journey to Kiyoshi Island, he's like, there's one more thing I need to do. And he lays down his, um, I don't exactly know, is it a necklace? Yeah, like, like a medallion? Yes. Yeah. Um, that rep- it's It's his i was gonna say water tribe. his uh air nomad um symbol symbol yeah he lays down before the remains of his master kiazzo yeah and he's so i mean his big eyes are so teary-eyed and he gets so serious and trembling he says my whole life you were there for me um and i wasn't there for you yeah dang goodbye kiazzo and that's, I mean, again, and he says, I'm sorry. And again, here, props to the actor. Yeah. He did that. I mean, he yeah. made me cry right oh, I know.
2: <laughs> You're cheering up right now. It's yeah. A, it, it, this thing, It's there's so many emotions in this show, and they just happen. Every episode starts off with some sort of like... Either action packed moment, some mm-hmm. intensity, but then bring it bring in the emotion. And it yeah. almost has like a three you're know, like you get emotional in the beginning, there's an emotional moment in in, in the middle, and then at the end.
0: Yeah.
1: And I'm just
2: like, wow, you guys have us on every episode is like a roller coaster ride and mm-hmm. so yeah that was a, that was a good moment to start us off yeah i think is to is to reflect on his master and his master said what is matt in the first episode there will come a time where you wish that you had more, more time with yeah. your masters and with yeah. your friends so oh gosh it's so
0: good yeah
2: but uh yeah and spoiler for, for later episodes we told you guys it'd be a full spoiler thing it's don't right. worry there's more there's more to come with gyatso yes so. And Jay. they do,
0: uh, we get some flashbacks. They do play up that theme of Aang being so powerful that he has to oh, yeah. learn how to control his powers, right? I mean, yep. he has other benders in his uh, group, but he is the one who is who definitely stands out. Mm-hmm. He is extremely powerful. And we see him as a kid. He's just kind of playing and training, and he almost blows these, I think they're adults, right? Masters yeah, yeah. away, and they tell him, you need to be careful, right? And it's him that really starts in him this, oh my gosh, I I don't want to hurt anyone. I know. And it's, I mean, it's part of his upbringing as a monk and then also his own experience that if he just lets his powers loose, that he can hurt a lot of people. Yeah. And that inner conflict will unfold throughout the entire show. That's his whole Mm-hmm. This whole struggle that he has as with the responsibility of the avatar bringing peace to the world, yeah, yeah, uh, but at the same time that involves hurting someone, yeah, and I think this is a great contrast between Aang and Zuko, is that Aang knows who he is. I think Gyatso has taught him well, and he needs to. His whole quest is to stay true to himself despite his responsibility. Mm-hmm. Zuko thinks he knows who he is, but he has to unlearn false beliefs Let's that were go. ingrained in him as a child. Wow. And he's still searching for this true identity, his true selves, his true beliefs and values. And in Aang, they're already there mm-hmm. and he has to protect them. He has to find yeah. a way, how do I protect my my own values mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. this whole uh, task of being the Avatar? And yeah. Yeah. And Zuko has to find that still. That yeah. <laughs> is very
2: well said, and let me just chime in. That's yeah. sort of when when you grow up in that envir- that nurturing environment where you're learned, and those those values are sort of like ingrained in you. You can sometimes take them for granted. Yes, right? you you kind of yeah. forget about those things. Whereas someone like Zuko, search who has to search mm-hmm. it out, once mm-hmm. he has to figure those things out on his own, or or they, he has to undo some of the bad, yeah. right, and he has to overcome that, then he is he's almost grateful for that. Um, obstacle and that mm-hmm. that the ability to overcome those things because it's a skill he'll have now for the rest of his life and right. he also really then i think doubles down on the value that he gains mm-hmm. uh through that experience you know what i mean like he yes. doesn't take it for granted like somebody right. else who would so there's there's both there's yeah. there's uh i mean there's yin and yang in this whole, <laughs> whole thing yeah so both sides and the, yeah. it is really cool how they mirror one another and they're very different right. in their upbringings yeah so, cool yeah
0: uh, one thing I noticed in this episode as we start, I mean, this all just happened. The Avatar has just returned and the Fire Nation, they don't really know yet. But the ones that do know, they how do they react to it? How do they make sure that the Avatar doesn't gather allies, right? Um, and they do that, especially Zhao, like wherever they go. Uh, the Fire Nation—they want to frame the Avatar as an outsider.
2: Mm, mm-hmm. They
0: know that people are angry that he wasn't there when they most needed him. Yeah, yeah. So now they try to blame him, put all that blame on him, and again frame him as this outcast, as if he has no place and no allies. Mm-hmm. And we see that very well when the, he goes to the, you know, Kyoshi Village, yeah, and yeah. First, their first—the first reaction is. um you know, you're not from here. You, we don't know you, and also you, you didn't protect us when we needed you. What are right, you doing here right, now? Um, right.
2: Whereas a- Avatar Kyoshi did. Yes. They have a history of knowing that she did. Uh, Aang's story has not yet unfolded. Yeah. And so, but to compare him to her is sort of yeah. like on their island. Well, who are you? You've been gone. Right. Or, you know. Yeah. And
0: they know that he needs allies. He needs someone to teach him the elements. Or yeah. I don't know if they if Zhao knows, but um, yeah so yeah. that i thought that their tactics you know of isolate uh, isolating the target was uh yeah. pretty smart on on Jow's. oh yeah because he tries to convince the the mayor um that he's just an outsider you can have we you can we can remain our peaceful relationship we're not yeah. gonna cause trouble if you hand over the avatar why do you want to risk your life for this outsider? Mm-hmm, that, you mm-hmm. know, he's
2: and to which her reply, the mayor's reply was very clear, right? The only outsider here is you. Yeah. And so that means like, again, she is now they've grown beyond yeah. even before the avatar state, even before Aang does anything already, they've seen the value of his presence yeah. before Kiyoshi is activated and all that kind of stuff. Right. Yeah. Which was cool because it's cool that she said that and had evolved in her thinking yeah. of Ang and his friends already to yeah. sort of say they are welcoming so. yeah
0: yeah all in all a freaking fantastic episode the last thing i just want to say to this episode is and and it's not only for this episode but it, it just stuck out to me as something i want to mention is uh just props to to the set the costumes and the props <laughs> props to the props props to the props <laughs> they, they use i mean the kiyoshi warriors and kiyoshi's statue and Kiyoshi herself. Yeah. They yeah. look so awesome. So good. And I yeah. mentioned I think I mentioned it also about the water tribe, how they made it look. But man, it just again, costume designers, makeup artists, set designers, all yeah. of those guys. So good. They did a magical job. So yeah. there we go.
2: <laughs> yep. Yep. Okay. Cool beans. So that was episode two. Mm-hmm. And uh friends, we're gonna dive right into episode yeah without three. further
0: ado, uh let us hear The summary.
2: In episode three, tensions escalate with an attempted coup against Fire Lord Ozai, stopped by his daughter Azula, highlighting internal Fire Nation conflicts and pro Avatar sentiments. Then the narrative shifts to Aang's journey to Amashu, misled by a supposed airbender, Teo a disabled boy with a winged chair. Amashu, a city under siege, introduces characters like Jet, a charming freedom fighter who briefly becomes a love interest for Katara, and Teo's father Sai, an engineer involved in a bombing plot against the city. The episode weaves themes of betrayal, loyalty, and the complexities of war. Katara and Jet's budding relationship is tested when Jet is revealed to be the true mastermind behind planning the assassination of Sai and Amashu's king with a bomb. His rebellion against the war is flamed by hatred and extremist tendencies. When Katara finds out about Jet's ruthless plan, she turns her back against him. Team Avatar comes together to prevent Jet's plan. This leads to a confrontation with Iroh and Zuko in the middle of Amashu's street market. This episode highlights an intense fight between Aang and Zuko, revealing Zuko's unresolved motivation and hinting at Azula's manipulation from afar. The climax sees Zuko inadvertently exposing his presence to the Earth Kingdom military, resulting in Aang and Iroh's capture while Zuko escapes, setting the stage for further conflict and deepening the narrative's exploration of loyalty, identity, and the cost of war
0: this episode is where they go nuts on combining different episodes and stories into one big showdown in omashu or like i mean the showdown continues over to the next episode too but i think it's amazing how many characters are introduced in this episode (laughs) and how well though i want to say this i love how they carefully weave Characters and places we encounter in the first season in the animated show into an Omashu-only storyline that actually makes sense.
2: Yeah, it works. Yeah. It works. Because I, I didn't quite remember how it was all you know broken. It's been a while since I've seen the animated series. But to me... Uh, I'm kind of glad that I don't have that fresh in my mind like you do. You definitely have a more vivid memory of of the animated series. Mm -hmm. You've seen it more times than I have. And so for you, you can really distinguish between like this is the animated versus Mm -hmm. the live action and how they're doing it differently. And and for me, I think it's been great because I've I don't remember that as much. And so it works. I can sit here and tell you as somebody who hasn't who doesn't is not really diluted with that. Animated version in my mind that I'm like watching this and it all makes sense. Yes. It's very, it flows very well.
0: It does. Um, Yeah. I think that's why we need to get away from too much comparing the two and just seeing this show for what it is. It's such a good new interpretation of the events and how I imagine it, how the team of writers came together and, you know, developers of the show. I think they really sat down and Try to pencil down the most important character developments of each character, who they have to meet, how that leads to, in the end, uh, how they support each other and their relationships, how they how they turn out and the learnings along the way. Yeah. yeah. And you can change places. You can change the setting of, okay. they don't really meet what's his name, Sai and his son, Mm -hmm. Teo in omashu but they put him there and it's okay it's okay that it's not at the other air temple yeah yeah um it's in the show it feels really good because ang uh he is the one who's angry with them at first because they're not real airbenders and they're kind of intr they're intruders to the air temple but it's okay that that theme is not completely the same here Mm -hmm, it's mm -hmm. more important that sai has a problem his family is being Almost blackmailed if he doesn't hand over plans and, and his inventions, right. then his family will suffer.
2: Yeah, I think so. A- every animated series, when there's like 20 plus episodes or whatever, right. um, they have filler episodes. They yeah, have they episodes <laughs> where you're going to go on a side quest. Right. Um, you, you see something and you're distracted by it. And you're like, OK, I'm going to go there. Mm-hmm. And they yeah, there's further character development there's they're, they're still important. I am also a big believer of there are no real filler episodes. yeah they all do they all have a function exactly um, but I think when you're gonna adapt something like this, yeah, you, you sort of take okay what was important from that filler episode yeah. and how can we weave that into a larger story right And yeah, I feel, I feel like it's it was still still worked really yeah. well. It was really good.
0: And they so. made Omashu look amazing. yeah like with the with the what are they called? Photos? Oh, it's
2: stunning. yeah.
0: These little way, uh, what are they called?
2: The ramps or something?
0: Yeah. Do you call them ramps? Sled I slides, I well, don't know yeah. <laughs> yeah, what they are. And then Jet's Big in slides. there. He helps them actually get in, which is pretty cool. And you could remember we were like, who's this guy? And immediately, because there was some flirting going on between Katara and this guy, was, you knew it was Jet. It, was, it has yeah. to be Jet because we right. knew there has to be something more between them. Yeah.
2: Yeah, they, yeah. Were, they were, yeah, definitely, you know, you could see the looks, right? And I remember when he, yeah. um, Jet does a really funny thing where when they're going in and he calls her his wife, right? Yeah, like, right away. Or that's a story
0: he makes up. And then he just says, Saka. he's he's no, my brother-in-law, unfortunately, he, he can't speak. Right, yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: So, and it's funny because he likes to talk a lot, Saka yeah. likes to talk a lot, so it's cool. It's fantastic. But, um, but yeah, they get in there and there's definitely some trouble in Amashu. And there's definitely a history of they've resisted the Fire Nation for sure yeah. for many years, but you can tell there's some problems on the inside, right? Yeah. So yeah, pretty cool. Um, one thing, I, I guess, before we get too far into Amashu, I'm gonna share something real quick, if that's if that's all right. Mm-hmm. So it be, in the beginning of this, when they're trying to figure out where they might go, um, something that will happen later, and I want to point it out now. So when Iroh, is, they're meeting with um, Commander Zhao, yeah. Commander Zhao was talking about where the Avatar might go, and I think it's Lieutenant G? Yes. Is there? And yeah, he, one he's, of uh, Zuko's guys. Yes, mm-hmm. and he sort of is like, after Zhao leaves, he talks disrespectfully about a superior yeah. officer, and Zuko snaps, mm-hmm. right? Later on, we'll learn all sort of about, like, that crew will start to understand who Zuko is and what he's what he's gone through. And what he
0: did for them. And I I,
2: as I was rewatching it, it's sort of connecting now even more that when he looks at those guys, he is reminded of that event. Yeah. He every time he sees them, yeah, he's angry and reminded that like by sticking up for them, by saving them, he's here. Yeah. And this is what it cost him. And so they're a constant reminder to Mm -hmm. him as well. And it makes him angry and flare up, right? So, you know, again, he is also talking... Because Iroh's trying to help him see, like, that wasn't nice. And he's trying to, you know, connect with you or whatever. But there... Yeah, there hasn't been... They don't know the sacrifice that Zuko is making for them. So there's just this lack of communication. They don't Mm -hmm. understand one another. And that will be healed later on. We'll talk about that when it it shows up. Because it's it's emotional. It is. Um, But I thought it was really neat that they that they set that up here in this episode where he snaps and they're kind of, you can see if from the commander's perspective. You're like, what the heck, man? Yeah. You're like, Whoa, dude, you're really too angry. And I could see, I wouldn't, I don't want to be loyal to you. You're, you're, you're a jerk. Why are you being a jerk? But again, they're this reminder and he knows something that he's not sharing with them and it just comes out. And so you often do this a lot of times in in real life, which is thinking about wonder why people did that. I wonder why Zuko did that. I wonder why he's acting that way or why he's so fiery with these guys. You yeah, know? and he and,
0: does say to his uncle in the end after this guy leaves, he says, We are still a fire nation and we need to be. Right. And especially yep. here, yep. out here, we need to be. We need to we need to stick to our values, right? Which is yeah. we don't talk we what do you call it? Gossip. We don't gossip about.
2: Yes, he's other, holding a high bar, yeah. a high standard. Right. And that's actually in the military council, like later on, just to kind of jump ahead a little bit. When he's there and his father reprimands him he was holding a high bar mm-hmm. zuko holds a high bar and is honorable yeah. right yeah. and so he always wants to kind of see that in his in his underlings right and in, in those like his is his officers yeah and when he doesn't see that there's again they he hasn't figured out the tack and the way to kind of communicate with them right yeah. so that's something it's just a part of his his growing but you're right yes he always holds that high bar and yeah. it's, it's ironic because his father uh, is not willing to do that he'll cut any corner that he can he'll take advantage of any weakness that he sees yeah. and he he'll strike uh without honor and in yeah. a dishonorable way yeah. if it if it brings victory and that's not what Zuko's is yep. willing to do mm-hmm. so yeah uh,
0: another thing that i really like is that we get to see Tylee and may azula's friends in this episode and yeah. they're just always hanging around watching her and we get a glimpse of their characters. Ty I was like Azula. We all know you are the best, and she's just like a little naive, but uh, trying to make Azula feel better because Azula is also on a quest or on a journey where she's trying to prove herself to her father, and her father motivates her by saying, always saying it's not enough. Mm-hmm. He yeah. needs to fuel that fire in her by saying, "Nope, try again." Yeah, she's like, "I beat those guys," because it's like a training match, and and she full yeah. on. You know, she kicks their that, butts.
2: Yeah, and she realizes she's being played. Yeah, she realizes that she's just being toyed with, and that she's being. I think it's it, this is exactly like we'll get to a point where she she reacts in such a way that her father now finally has respect for. Yeah. Her. Yeah. Okay, fine. Now you're not willing to play my game anymore, yeah. and you you figured out that I'm just messing with you. Yeah, good. Yeah, that's what he wants. He's ruthless. He's crazy. Yeah. Um. Uh, but yeah, you're right. I think seeing her friends was was really cool. We will get to see more of them. So, um. Yeah. And was, we
0: see her train like crazy here and there yeah, yeah. so she's she intense. is absolutely ambitious and zuko i think in the animated show he says something like she everything always came to her and he always had to work for his uh, whatever you know his his victories or his recognition yeah um, she uh, but came she does naturally she, yes she yeah. is more she's the prodigy right firebending prodigy mm-hmm. but she works hard so don't she underestimate that effort yeah that she don't
2: puts in. don't don't sleep on her right? yeah uh <laughs> Yeah, so uh, she she's great. I'm glad she like if we said when we introduced her her character, uh, Lizzie Yu, I mean like we're the, the cast member. Mm-hmm. Uh, she is she's intense. Now, yeah. as we get deeper into this, I love when they go undercover. Yeah so when Zuko and Iroh go undercover yeah. and they go into the city and uh, again, first thing that Iroh does is he goes and he checks out some of the vendors. Yeah. He goes to the vendors. It just I love it, and there's a purpose in it. And then he grabs yeah. a token, and that token will be important later on. Yeah, um, li- little tiny things that really show up and and uh, are small that matter. This, the, and we have to mention it, otherwise I think we're going to be um booted off the internet, which is you know whatever. Uh the cabbage guy. What's <laughs> yes, his name? cabbage dude. What's his? Uh, you he always talk about.
0: I don't think he has a real name. He's just the cabbage vendor. Cabbage, dude, cabbage guy. Cabbage man. Yeah, you cabbage know. Cabbage man.
2: He is. Uh, they made him poor part guy. of the show. Poor guy, but. <laughs> His cabbages are always getting messed up. I'm not a big cabbage fan. Cabbage early. is good for you.
0: <laughs> is it? Okay. Yeah.
2: All right. Well, I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah. So anyway, yeah, it was cool to see him in this, in this episode. And really, it's just this back and forth. This episode to me was Team Avatar getting out some of these underlying um, anxieties mm. or problems that they might have with each yeah. other. And working through that because yes. they are on two different sides here, you know, mm-hmm. do, like they both have to admit that they're wrong to some degree. Right. Yeah. So Sokka uh, and Katara have to admit that they messed up and they're right. they're They were blind to someone close to them even right. that we just met in this episode mm-hmm. who is. Actually, well, they learn
0: something from both of them.
2: They, but yeah, they learn something. They're given uh, a gift. They're enlightened a little bit. Mm-hmm. They're helped along the way by these individuals. But those individuals are also misguided themselves. Yeah, and they need some refinement.
0: Right? Yeah. So this shows. This is a great uh, representation of it's not just black and white in war. There's not just the good guys and the bad guys, right? Right. Um, Jet, who kind of leads this rebellion from outside the city, they have this camp outside the city. Uh, from where they do very extreme things, mm-hmm. and they don't really care about. They say they talk about the greater good, right? We need to sacrifice, and you right, right away you said dark side. He went dark. Oh, side. he
2: went dark side. He was an absolute dark side user. Yeah. Um, he it's yeah hatred. He'd given into hate, yeah, and it had it had sort of um, soiled his soul a little yeah. bit, right? So he is out fighting the cause. He reminds me of Saul Gerrera in Star Wars. Yeah. Right. So he is one of the rebels and he is fighting with mm-hmm. the way that he's, resor- he's he's grown so bitter and so hateful that it's he's he's off the it's right. It's too path. extreme. Yeah. He's yeah.
0: willing to sacrifice innocent lives. Right. And then here's this father who has lost his wife and his son is disabled because of the Fire Nation. Uh, he's being blackmailed and yeah. threatened that his family will suffer even more if he doesn't help the fire nation. So what is right. he supposed to do? You know, you're just trying to protect your family. And I think Sokka at some point says to Katara, uh, when he finds out our dad would have never done that. Right. But then you wonder, really? I don't know. To directly protect you and Katara. I think he might've, if, he if might they directly have, yeah. he might blackmailed have. him, we're going to destroy your family. If you don't yeah. comply with us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so very dark—the dark sides of war and what it does. Yeah. It's, I think Uncle Iroh says it a, a lot to to um Aang, and I love this. In the next episode, they their conversation they have when they both are imprisoned by the oh my god by, by King Bumi. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, he says it it isn't that easy, uh-huh. you know. Things are not that easy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there is complicated relationships, complicated, um dynamics in mm-hmm. war mm-hmm. and yeah. what it means to people yeah, and that's what this episode really well uh shows us
2: yeah yeah, yeah for sure i mean really and so yeah that i think we've kind of covered the major the major points there is it's just a lot of um a lot of learning a lot of growing we're in a new town we're learning about uh some of these i mean really even get some history between the fire nation and and the right. earth kingdom right and just sort of the war that's been going on we'll get definitely a lot more of that with boomy in the next episode but um yeah it was just a uh, all around good episode. It didn't have the for me the peaks that episode two mm-hmm. had, but still it was uh it was definitely that d- definitely moved us along.
0: i think it was fantastic the uh fight between Zuko and ang on the market and how they used yeah. the little things and and um, goods on the market to fight
2: right when they're in with the uh, cloth or whatever yes. and they're fighting between yeah. the cloth and they're using that it to wrap really, each other's cool. arms up and things yeah that was cool yeah well done well choreo yeah the choreography was good
0: right so. and then another of course another Iroh moment when uh Zuko reveals all of them he firebends and everyone knows they're the fire nation now they're looking for firebenders yeah. and Iroh just pushes him aside and says save yourself and so, he's like Whoa, firebending and everyone right. goes okay here's the firebender but and that was also away.
2: an epic moment the music comes i know in i know. he does it it's it a, was it's epic a, it's a chills thing. yeah chills <laughs> moment it's that is what the master does yeah. the, the master will save the apprentice yeah and say go let me handle I got this. this yeah and you're like oh, okay and he knows that there's like there's no escape yeah right so it's a sacrifice in a sense Um, and he'll be imprisoned so yeah
0: and this whole thing ends with uh, both iroh and ang being imprisoned
2: right yep so great episode i i i did enjoy it again um it's one of those it's building towards an epic epic uh episode four which we will get Mm -hmm. to in our next episode yeah uh but yeah loving it and we hope you guys are enjoying it as well too uh, hopefully, hopefully you're binging it this weekend or in the future whenever yeah. and you just you know want to hear some folks geek out over it lottie has been super excited we went nuts last yes. night uh listening to it and i uh, watching it and i just think that you have so many different thoughts i mean we even have some <laughs> theory videos yeah. that we want to pencil down and get into later yes. so you know but anything else though
0: uh no just uh, really happy so far with it and uh, can't wait to talk about the next episodes
2: yeah same alright friends well, hey uh, thanks for extending your avatar experience with us we're gonna jump off here and we'll be back with episode 4 into the dark in episode 5 spirited away so if you have thoughts you'd like to share with us then send us a message to uh, theflannelwizard at gmail.com and don't forget to follow us on instagram at the extended edition and remember yep, yep. yep.